The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Well, welcome to a special edition of Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Thank you so much for taking time to join us on this very special day. Today is day number eight of Eight Days of Hope 18. We're here in Lake Charles, Louisiana. My name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with my dear friend, Mike Fiello. Mike, it's been an amazing eight days. Volunteers from around the country have helped families rebuild their homes for free. It's been like an extreme makeover on steroids. <laughs> and your hair and my hair is not that cool, Mike, but it's been an amazing eight days. Welcome to Hope Reigns. Well, it's so good to be here. And, and just, we've talked about this for months. Now we are in Lake Charles, like you said, uh, on the eighth day. And uh, special edition, does it get any specialer than this? No, it does. Is, is that such <laughs> a word? I is like that. that. A word? I like yeah. it, though. I love when we create new words. That's what we yeah, do here. Man. Hey, uh, Eight Days of Hope has traveled the country for the last 17 years, and we help families rebuild their homes for free because of natural disasters. Uh, we also have an arm that builds safe houses for women and children rescued from trafficking. So skilled volunteers, people who are contractors and handy women, handy women and handymen, we all come together. But check this out. Even those like Mike and I who are less skilled. Mm-hmm. And Mike, this yes. week we have seen and we have met family after family. Mike, every single night, the families we serve come back to dinner and even though I get to interview them, uh-huh. many times my eyes swell up with tears. Yeah, you can just hearing their stories and then uh-huh. sensing the hope that they're now feeling because of these volunteers. Well, yeah, and that's the special. I mean, we, I love to get out and meet homeowners. We've been doing that. I love the, to see the eight days of hope family. But when we start interviewing these homeowners and you run around and you're so off the cuff, I love it. These guys stand <laughs> yeah. up; they're, they're ten foot taller than you. You got some kind of comment that's awesome. But th- that's where your heart and all the hard work throughout the year comes. To it, it comes right in front of you and say, this is why we do this. Love the homeowners and what's getting done. You know, this is our 18th rebuild trip and volunteers from 35 states and Canada yes. showed up to in serve Canada. families in need. And, you know, we just left Florida a couple weeks ago, Mike. We were in Florida for five weeks. Yes. And I'll be candid. Part of me in the flesh was thinking, like, what if no one shows up? What if our leaders, like, they can't get any more time off of work? Or, I mean, things aren't cheap anymore with inflation. How do they afford mm-hmm. to continue to serve with us? But, you know, God has blessed eight days of hope with about 180 volunteer leaders. Yes. And these leaders are amazing. So what are some of the numbers, then, as far as how many volunteers and uh, how many different states? And did yeah. you say that already? Yeah, or? no, no. So <laughs> the volunteers came from 35 states okay. and Canada. Um, I haven't seen the final number. Numbers yet, but we were tracking around 1,100 volunteers, maybe a little bit north, a little bit south. These volunteers, though, um, so many of them stayed longer than they expected. I talked to a guy this morning at breakfast. Here we are in day number eight, wrapping up things here in Lake Charles. And he came to me, and, and Mike, he just said, Steve, I was going to come work Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And he said, you said something about staying a day. He goes, and then I met Miss Mary, who I think is going to be on a show with us either next week or the week after. And uh, he fell in love with, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he said, Steve, I never realized he was a banker. I never realized that I could contribute something on a rebuilding event. Mm. And he said, Steve, I am here to the end because I love that God is using me. I've never felt 
like this before. We've said this time and time again. Right. You're going to leave tired. I'm tired. You can hear it in my voice. I know you're tired. Yes. You know, long days, but our hearts are full, Mike. Well, that's the thing. And uh, well, I think one of the preachers one of the nights said, just make yourself available. Mm. And when you make yourself available, God is going to use you. You don't have to be skilled. Like, again, I pick up a hammer. They're going to start running. Like, oh, oh no. <laughs> but you, there's something you can do. And But then there's something God's going to do in you when you're here that I guarantee it, once you come out, you'll be back. You'll be back. You'll be looking for the next uh, email where we're going next. So. You know, so check out our website, 8daysofhope.com. Maybe you're driving down the roads of Georgia or Kentucky or New York today, and you're like, man, I never heard of this ministry. Just do some research. Go to the website, 8daysofhope.com. Go to the YouTube channel and watch some of the videos of some of the families we've met and some of the projects that God has allowed us to be a part of. You know, we travel the country on a moment's notice. I mean, this year we were in Kentucky twice, both Mayfield for a tornado yes. in eastern Kentucky, Mike, mm-hmm. for that flooding. That's we right. built safe houses in Tennessee and elsewhere. Um, you know, we for rebuild trips, we've been to Louisiana twice in one year. <laughs> uh, Easter week, we were in Laplace and now here in Lake Charles. And here's what's happening right now, Mike. Someone's driving the road and said, why are you guys in Lake Charles? What happened there? Uh, and that's yeah. what's happened. We live in such a short news cycle. And because this isn't one of the top 10 most populated cities like Houston with Harvey, it falls out of the news fast. So listeners, check this out. What if I told you that there were multiple hurricanes, a flooding, a, a flooding disaster that was declared, uh, and an ice freeze that caused pipes to freeze and burst? in one city in the United States of America. Now, of course, the answer is Lake Charles, but if I would have asked you and you didn't know where we were today, there's no way in the world that 99% of our people wouldn't know where, right. why we were here. Mm-hmm. And yet, Mike, the saint showed up. Now, it took a little bit longer for us to tell people why we were coming to Lake Charles, right. but I tell you, between the mayor, the local political leaders, the local church leaders, Mike. That's it. That's oh, my it. gosh. And our Come first on. guest, and we're going to go to him in a couple of minutes, Braylon Harris. He's the executive director of Southwest Louisiana Responds and also a local pastor. Mm-hmm. Some of the local pastors, I, I, I gave a bear hug to a pastor last night. I thought he was going to break my <laughs> ribs. He says, Steve, I love you so much. I'm like, dude, I can't breathe, but I love you too. But the local church has been amazing. We always do things for through the local church. I mean, we cannot do it without the local church and we don't want to do it without the local Amen. church because, you know, there's that connection of people because, you know, being the ministry that we are, it is a ministry. We've, we've, we've deemed it sometimes as, as a revival in certain areas that we could talk about at some point. But you know, why not connect with some somebody that's lost everything, connect them with a, with a church, and that's going to continue after we're gone, Amen. loving on them and, and ministering to them. Amen. Hey, we want to thank some of our national partners because our partners cover our fixed cost. And the reason I bring this up, Mike, the outreach this week, the budget was $825,000. Is that all? But our, yeah. <laughs> but our partners cover our fixed cost. And, Mike, I'll look in the eyes and tell you we have not raised all the monies yet for okay. this outreach. Mm-hmm. Here we are in day number eight, and I'm not freaking out. I'm excited to sleep in my own bed tomorrow. Mm. Uh, Sunday night is I'm going to get home. Uh, But we still have to raise some additional dollars. And so if you give today, and I'm going to tell you how to do that in a minute, those dollars will be paying the bills that incurred this past week here in Lake Charles. So as you meet Braylon and Topper later in the show, in the next couple of weeks, meet some of the families we serve. Would you consider a donation today? You can do that online at 8daysofhope.com, 8daysofhope.com. It's fast. It's easy. It's safe. Or you can mail a check to P.O. Box 3208. That's Box 3208, Tupelo, Mississippi. T-U-P-E-L-O, Mississippi, M-S. 
It's a long state, long word. Uh, long 38803, word. that yeah. address is on our website and Facebook as well. Mike, um, Ben Fuller was here this week. Oh, my. Come on. He did a free concert. <laughs> he sang it. his number one hit song, Who I Am. Right. But you saw his heart. Mm-hmm. He, we had to, like, kick him out. He just did not <laughs> want to leave. And actually, the second day, he did a free concert on Sunday of last week and did worship on Monday morning. Monday morning, And yeah. he stayed, like, right to the end. Monday, we had to kick him out of the kitchen. He was making lunches for the volunteers. <laughs> but that's Ben. Well, yeah, and like you said, he, he stayed for so long. I, when he first walked through the door, I'm responsible for the sound check. I couldn't get him on the platform. Oh, I know, I He's know. He's just loving on people and just yeah. wanting to talk, loving on you and me. And uh, just an awesome great. example of what uh, how God's got a hold of somebody's life. Amen, amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. We've been in Lake Charles, Louisiana. This is our 18th rebuilding trip. This week, Mike, we would have now served like our 8,800 family rebuilding their house, $70 million of work. Only God, only God, only God, not us. It's Mm. been amazing eight days. But hey, when we come back from break, you're going to get a chance to meet someone. some of my friends said it's like a bromance, right? When you meet a guy and you kind of hit it off and, you know, you love their heartbeat. And so this right. dude, he, I tell you, he's always smiling. He's always upbeat. What is that word you just used? Bromance. Bro- bromance. Yeah. So oh it's like a romance, my. but, you know, it, it, there's another guy that you, you just bet, like, you got to hang you, off you, with. You need some sleep. Okay. All right. Anyways. <laughs> but anyways, when we come back in a minute, you're going to meet the executive director of Southwest Louisiana Response. He's an amazing guy, an amazing pastor, loves the Lord, and he's a servant as well. Yes. How many times this week he's come up to me and say, oh, we yeah. good? You need anything? Yeah. How are we doing, Steve? What can I do to help? Yeah. I'm like, man. We're good. We're yeah, good. Yeah. We're good. God's got this. Uh, but hey, when we come back, we'll be talking to uh, Braylon. Braylon, again, is with Southwest Louisiana Response. Hey, uh, thanks for joining us. I want to give a shout out to some of our national partners, like Our Savior's Church down in Lafayette, Louisiana. Campuses in multiple cities. Love Pastor Jacob and the team there. Give a special shout out to Pastor Josh Belt right down the road here a little bit. I also want to say thank you to New Point Community Church in Ohio. Uh, Pastor Dwight Mason and the pastors of the five different satellite churches. Man, we love you guys as well. When we come back, more about what's going on here this week. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Hi, this is Steve Tiber with Eight Days of Hope. Did you know that in the United States, there's 27 states without a long-term recovery facility for survivors of human trafficking? Hundreds of thousands of women and children are trafficked every day. And right now at this moment, there's less shelters for them than there are for animals. We can't ignore this any longer. You know, since 2019, Eight Days of Hope has partnered with 12 faith-based organizations to provide a safe place where they can get the emotional, physical, and spiritual help they need. By coming alongside these organizations, we're able to use the skills needed to not only build safe places, but to provide an area where God can heal hearts, minds, and ultimately souls. If you're a professional builder, carpenter, framer, roofer, or an electrician looking to make a kingdom impact by using your skill set, please consider partnering with 8 Days of Hope. You must be 18 years old to volunteer and pass a background check. But for more information, you can email us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com or visit our website, 8daysofhope.com. 8 Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details, and each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. 
More about Provia's mission and products can be found at Provia.com. That's P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Who said that you were beautiful and that you didn't belong in your own skin? Who said that you were all alone and that you're never gonna find love again? So many little words, so many little lies that have followed you all of your life. Looking for the truth, look into your eyes, and you'll see it's been there the whole time. Ooh, even when you were running, even when you were hiding, never been a moment that you Welcome back to another portion of Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Steve Tiber hanging out with Mike Fell. You're always trying to make me laugh when we come out of break. You <laughs> no, do, Mike. No, I'm it's not like trying. You know, no, you do. <laughs> well, Confess it. If I make you laugh, I'm happy. But uh, you know, it's, it's just that smile and that excitement. We're back on the air again. <laughs> Let's if, go. Hey, hey, it fires me up. You know, you, you, sure. get, me, you get me fired uh, up. I love it. I love it. Well, you know who gets me fired up is our next guest. Braylon yes. Harris is with us. He's the, uh, the lead pastor of Mount Olive Baptist Church. We actually partner with this church, I believe, after a flooding event, a flooding outreach. Uh, but Braylon, you are wearing many hats. Welcome to Hope Reigns. Braylon Harris, how are you, my man? Oh, man, doing absolutely incredible. So glad to be here with you all. Man, what a week it has been right here in Lake Charles, Louisiana. So grateful uh, for everything that you guys have done and looking forward to sharing it with some of the listeners today. So even now, you see him smiling from oh, here. Yeah. I see all like 94 teeth in his mouth. I mean, he, I mean, this dude, you love, you've got a great smile. Braylon, we met a while back and uh, you've been persistent, not in a bad way, in trying to get help for people in Lake Charles. Now, I know you're a local pastor. You live here. You've got a beautiful family, but you never gave up. I mean, no one in the world is talking about Lake Charles, Louisiana. 40,000 families had their homes damaged. About 25,000 people moved out of Lake Charles because they just gave up. But you did, and you were persistent, and I'm glad you were. Well, man, listen, uh, such amazing people here in southwest Louisiana. I was uh, had an opportunity, born raised. This is kind of my home. Uh, my mom and dad were raised just across the bridge here in Westlake. And, you know, uh, when you, you were raised here, and these people are beautiful, we pastor here in this area, and you see the devastation that has happened here in southwest Louisiana, even to our own church and my own home, completely devastated, had to be rebuilt. And when you realize that you have me, uh, and there's still a struggle to recover. You know that there are those that are out there that don't have those same amount of means that are still struggling to recover. And, you know, I'm committed not just to beginning this recovery, but to seeing this recovery through. And uh, I knew that eight days of hope could just be the, the juggernaut that we needed here in southwest Louisiana to inspire the next phase of our recovery. And let me tell you, I was right. Eight <laughs> days of hope. Wow. Every now and then I get 
get something right. And I was oh. right about eight days of hope. And you all, man, this week have just just been a lifeline to Southwest Louisiana. Every single volunteer. I couldn't turn a corner without getting a prayer. Couldn't turn, <laughs> uh, you know, or a handshake sure. or inspiration. And, man, it, you're exactly right. It, it's about rebuilding Southwest Louisiana here. Uh, but more than that, you know, after you've had about five or six days of this worship and word every night and every morning, it's not just rebuilding, it's reviving. Amen. So, Spraylin, let's go back to, all right, you get hit with the first time, and you got to make some pivots, some changes. Then there's a second. Then there's a third. <laughs> oh I mean, what, tell us some of the process you had to work through. I mean, time and time again. I mean, we come in after two years and uh, three hurricanes, a flood, and an ice storm. So, Yeah, you know, some people you use the word pivot, and, and that's such a funny word for a Southwest Louisiana response because we always said, you know, be flexible, be ready to pivot. Uh, there was a point probably after the second hurricane that we realized we wasn't pivoting and we was just dancing. You know, it was it, the pivot was over. It was just a dance. It was a okay. lot of steps to this thing. And it's been just a, a, an incredible, incredible dance, whether it was the first hurricane. And, you know, people come in and man, you got a lot of energy. We're resilient here on the Gulf Coast. First hurricane, we're almost beating our chest back at it. You know, mm-hmm. like, come okay. on, what you got? Well, that's all you got, you know? <laughs> and, man, did it have more for the mm-hmm. second hurricane coming. And, I mean, we're on our knees. And by the time uh, that the freeze, and the flood came. Brother, we were flat on our backs. Wow. Uh, but let me tell you about the people of Southwest Louisiana and the God we serve down here. Uh, he's so, it, it's it's an absolutely inspiring to see people pull themselves up uh, and join in with these mm-hmm. volunteers. Volunteer organizations from around the nation came to help. But let me tell you, we work right beside mm-hmm. them uh, to make sure that they knew that here in Southwest Louisiana, you ain't come and do it for us. Mm-hmm. You can come and help us, though. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, Mike, you've been a pastor for decades. Now, think about this, Mike, and I don't think this has ever happened to you. You're a pastor of a church, okay, the lead pastor a disaster comes, your house is literally just about destroyed. So you've got the flock, you've got your family, and oh, by the way, God has called you to lead a recovery coalition to bring hope to tens of thousands. Mm-hmm. How do you do one, let alone all three, Mike? I mean, think about right. think about the challenges as a pastor. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's my question, Braylon. Braylon, how do you love on your bride and your kids while you love on the flock, while you work with Topper and Eight Days of Hope and the others to try to bring Eight Days of Hope to Lake Charles? You know, uh, I've got some incredible mentors. I, I got to tell you, um, our men- my mentors are such a gift and such, such a blessing. And in the middle of this, uh, I pulled on one of the statements that one of my mentors made for me, to me years ago. His name is Pastor Jimmy Stevens. He actually serves as the president of our board of directors. Mm-hmm. So I get to work with an incredible group of people. But years ago, he said, son, here's the secret. Be wherever you are. And it took me, I tell you, it took years for me to understand what that meant. But at moments like these, it has been absolutely essential. And what he meant by that is if if you're at the church, be at the church. Mm. Be able to focus there. Be able to move your passions there. Um, take care of everything else. So where you are, you can be. And when you're doing multiple things, the church, the house, the recovery, uh, that has been the secret sauce, man. We have built incredible teams and been blessed with incredible people at every area of ministry. My my wife is unbelievable. I mean, <laughs> sure. I tell you, uh, people have said to me that I've won the parent lotto. I won the wife lotto, the church I lotto. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean 
I'll tell you every single thing. Dude, you married up. That's all I'm going to say. I'm married way up, brother. And I tell you, she what she does at home allows me to go to the church or to the recovery and be able to be there and be focused. Our children, man, I tell you, over the last two years, they are so resilient. I've got beautiful children, and two years we spent outside of our home. Uh, and never drop the ball so, educationally. It's been incredible. So that's the key right there. I mean, really, you got people around you that know what's going on and support you, whether it's your, I don't know, in your church, whether it's a, your leadership staff, we'll say mm-hmm. it that way, obviously your family. That would be a, a key answer to this question. Any church is looking, how are you going to get through this? You know, great leadership, great support to help you through this. Yeah, think about this, Mike, and you didn't bring it up, Raylan. All of this is during a pandemic. Mm. Think about it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm 61, Mike. Maybe you're a year older than me. Maybe a little bit more than that. Leave that there. Thank you. Mike, we've never lived through a pandemic. No. How do you lead a ministry, a church, a family? You know, sometimes we have to check our own attitudes sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. So all these balls up in the air, and this is where, you know, this line is shared sometimes in the in the Christian circles, and I disagree with this line. God will never give you anything that you can't handle. Hmm. (laughs) That's a bunch of junk. I agree. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. It ain't in there, brother. I, I'll tell you right now. God reminds me that I have to I lean on him because right. I can't do yeah. it without him. Come on. We miss that. Come I on. hear that quote so many times like, no, I don't think you're right there, brother. You, but, you know, do you but, think you should be a pastor? No, no. no. <laughs> I love it. I'm joining. Braylon, Braylon, I love your heart. Your heart, um, is, it's kind of like a domino. When mm-hmm. you start sensing someone's heart and their passion to do the right thing and love somebody, uh, it's contagious, Braylon. Yeah. And I just want to thank you for that. Um, I know that, you know, tomorrow I'm going to head out and might not see you for a couple months, maybe six months, maybe longer. Um, thank you. Hmm. No, listen, Steve, and, and Eight Days of Hope, what an, what an opportunity. Uh, I, I mentioned earlier that it's all about teamwork, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and God has just providentially continued to place the right people lo- along my path that has allowed us to do what we do. And, and listen, you're part of the A-team, brother. You are absolutely part of the A-team and the 180 leaders and 1,000 thousand people that showed up here in southwest Louisiana, every single person. So I done a, a little spiel one time, and I said, you know, we forget about the molecules it takes to make the miracle. Right. Each mm. atom that it took to line up to take a person that was was not walking and make them walking. Mm. We see the walking, but we don't see every molecule, every muscle that it took to come alive and align to make that miracle happen. Mm. And I see every single person of eight days of hope as just a molecule of miracles uh, that just aligned to make what seemed impossible possible here in southwest Louisiana. I know that over 100 families had volunteers show up and serve them brand new roofs and plumbing and drywall and painting. And what I really, my most favorite time of the day, and usually it's when I'm tired, is at night when the families come and we meet them. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you serve at a house and maybe they're working and there's not a lot of interaction, but you invite them back at night and you hear their stories. What about the story we heard last night from the lady and the gentleman? I think it was a mom and a son. Their lights have not worked for 18 months. That's right. That's right. Their lights. Not about you guys. Sometimes I feel sorry for myself. Mm. If my lights and electricity are out for 20 minutes, that's a pretty big inconvenience. Mm. And I'm calling the company. When is it coming back on? They didn't have. And and did you did you hear their voices last night, guys? When the young man said, 
And I said, Mama, we've got light. We've got light. I, I, I tell you, it, it jerked tears out my eyes. I was standing here in the back, and, and when he said the moment the light came on, he called his mama. He said, Mama, look, we got lights. It's li- we've got light in this house. And I tell you, um, man, you just can't imagine what that means uh, to them. But I, there wasn't a person in this room that did not feel that moment and did not feel that statement. And listen, uh, you're talking about one house. But when Eight Days of Hope rolled into town, I, I, I kind of had that same feeling. Mm-hmm. We got lights, baby. <laughs> we got lights. <laughs> uh, listen to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Steve Tiber, along with co-host Mike Fiala. Our guest today is Braylon Harris. He's not only a pastor here in southwest Louisiana in Lake Charles, but also the executive director of Southwest Louisiana Responds. Uh, we only have a couple more minutes because I, I know we have another guest we want to get on today. Braylon, we're leaving at the end of today, and this has been an amazing eight days. I'll never forget. I mean, I'll never forget this week. What a privilege it is for us to have a front row seat to watch right. God move time and time again. That's right. I pray we never take it for granted. No, no. Braylon, we're leaving and there's more work to be done. And so somebody's listening right now and 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 maybe they can get a small team together. Maybe they can get their missions board to send a check and support this. I mean, there are hundreds of families, if not thousands of families that need to see a touch of hope, to see a glimpse of Jesus. How can they reach out to you guys to make that happen? Absolutely. RebuildSWLA.com and .org. You want to make sure that you're going there and signing up to serve here in southwest Louisiana. It's an incredible place. Uh, I, I told Steve that we were going to make sure that they had a front row seat to southwest Louisiana <laughs> and the best that we have to offer. Uh, and the sunsets here are beautiful. The oh, lake is yes. unbelievable. Yeah. The fishing is great. Oh yeah. Uh, this is sportsman paradise. You want to come on down. Come on. Listen, we know that the weather where you may be now is frigid. It wasn't the weather perfect this week. 70s every day. <laughs> every oh, single day. We had to remind Mike to put on sunscreen because you're going to go back to Buffalo. <laughs> Have they dug out of that seven feet of snow up there yet, uh, Mike? They're still what? digging in some areas. <laughs> you want to come down and you want to serve here in southwest Louisiana, you will not find finer people. Mm. You will not find more people that will be honestly and sincerely grateful uh, for your smiling mm-hmm. face and for your time and your resources. And, and so many times, that's what's important, right? That if I'm going to mm-hmm. take the time off, if I'm going to invest the resources, will it be needed and will it be appreciated? And I can tell you here in southwest Louisiana, the need is absolutely here. We've got another 1,500 cases we've got to figure out how to work through. And I tell you, the need is great. And every person, you've seen it here personally, uh, that they will absolutely appreciate it and tell the story. Yeah, and here's the good news, Mike. Some of the materials that were purchased for this outreach that we didn't use for whatever reason, um, they're going to be available to Southwest um, uh, Louisiana Rebuilds as they move forward. Here. And yeah. so, again, it, maybe you're a handyman, handywoman. Maybe you're just a, a group looking for a short-term missions trip. Please uh, go ahead to the website, Rebuild SWLA. That stands for Southwest Louisiana, of course. Rebuild SWLA.org. Can they make a donate? You know, there's some people saying, you know what? By the time I get in a car and drive down there, things are a little bit tight and I can't take a week off of work. I've lost my vacation time. Can they make a donation? Absolutely. You can make a donation online. There's a link there. We're partnering with our local United Way that goes straight through okay. them as well. Okay. Uh, and they've been an incredible partner as well. So absolutely. But listen, we we would love your dollars, but we want to see your face. I love it. We want of to course see it is. Face. Still smiling. Still <laughs> showing. He's got some. He just 
Yeah. He's yeah. just like a ray of sunshine. Well, let me hitchhike on that. Before, I'm, I'm going to ask you in a minute to give us the address of your church. And the reason I'm doing that, okay. there's there's some people, you know, in your community that are they're still, they're just down, they're hurting, they're, mm. and you need to rub shoulders with somebody that's got your Absolutely. smile, got your, got your attitude, Absolutely. got your encouragement. And so... How can they, where is your church that they can come and visit? Absolutely. You are welcome to come to Mount Island <laughs> Baptist course, Church any Sunday morning, 10 o'clock. We're right there. It's Wednesdays at 6.30. We're there as well. 3007 Enterprise Boulevard, right in the heart of the city with a heart for the city, where we, by all means, go teach love. We'd love, love to it. see you. Go rub it. shoulders with uh, Brother Harris. I tell you, it's going to be great. It is going to be great. How can we pray for you, Braylon? You know, just uh, endurance is, is the key. We want to make sure that we uh, fight the good fight and, and endure it until the end. That's the biggest challenge is making sure not only and not just for myself, but, you know, uh, very early in the week, we had prayer for this event. I think it was Monday or Tuesday uh, with some of our team leaders here on the ground. And, and one of the things that we walked away with is praying for those who we weren't able to help mm. this week uh, and that they would their, that their hope would endure and their faith would last uh, the challenges that are in front of them. And so uh, just endurance, not only for our team, but for all of those that have been impacted here in Southwest Louisiana. And listen, uh, we need not be selfish, but any natural disaster and man, they are, they're coming faster and making more impact than ever before. And those, uh, those communities and those individuals that are uh, enduring that recovery process says we serve a God that goes to distance uh, and that he would stand up on the inside of our hearts and minds and help us do the same. Well, what we've been telling the volunteers all week that if there's a prayer request, don't tell somebody you're going to pray later, but go ahead and pray. So, Mike, why don't we pray right now for Braylon? Okay. Father, thank you, Braylon. Thank you for the organization. Thank you for the church. Thank you for the spirit of Christ that is on him, the creativity that you give him, and the needs that he's presented and that will, will, be, will be there down the road every single need will be met in Christ Jesus. Thank you for continuing to bless him and his family and, and those folks that are around him. Father, there's so many that need to be reached in this community, and I know you're going to use Braylon in a special way yes, and his organization to get it done for the glory of Jesus Christ. Many will enter the kingdom of God because of what's being done here mm. through this brother. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Mm. Amen. Thank, thank you, guys. Mike. We appreciate it. Brian Lynn, thank you so much. Thank you for being a great partner, and thank you for uh, becoming fast a, a, a very dear friend. And I know that you know that we love you and just appreciate your heartbeat for this community. And um, you've made Mike and I better men by hanging out with That's people right. like you. So thank you so much. God bless you. And if we don't talk in the next couple of weeks, Merry Christmas. I, I, I was driving this morning <laughs> yeah. to, to the Civic Center, and I realized, like, Christmas, Mike, is like in two Around weeks. the corner. Did you get my list yet, Mike? Did I get I, that to you? I, no? yeah, okay, I just check. I didn't get a thing out of it yet. But... <laughs> Brandon, man, we love you, man. God bless well, you. Well, thank you all. What a Christmas gift it was ha to have eight days of hope here in oh. southwest Louisiana. Thank Merry you Christmas. so much. Thank you so much. Braylon Harris, the executive director of Southwest Louisiana Rebuilds, also a pastor of Mount Olive Baptist Church. Again, the website, if you are interested in coming down maybe in January or February after the holidays, uh, go to rebuildswla.org. Mike, before we go to break, I'm serious. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like I'm a better man uh, on this eighth day. I'm worn out. I'm sure. tired. My feet, man, ba-boom, ba-boom, they're throbbing. Mm -hmm. My heart is so full. Mm. I mean, so full. How could it not be with what we've seen?
We've talked about this month after month. We've done broadcasts about this. And then you get down and you rub shoulders with uh, guys like Braylon and we'll be introducing Topper soon and all the volunteers and the homeowners. And you see, it just, it takes that tiredness and it almost wipes it away. It yeah, we're still tired. And we, sure, we're going to sure. crash them. My feet are killing me with the cement. <laughs> but, you know, anyway, that that's so that's so down the road. It's nothing. We're going home filled, filled and satisfied that we know that, you know, God's done what he wanted to do in us, through us, and through everyone else. So maybe you've never traveled with Eight Days of Hope before. It's pretty easy. You just sign up to get our email alerts. We'll invite you every single time God opens up the door for us to serve somebody. So get on our emailing list. I promise you we're not going to blow up your email. I promise you. I don't like when people blow up my email. But... When a door opens up, like in Florida after Hurricane Ian, we were there for five weeks, you would have known we were down in Florida. So maybe you live in Georgia, shorter trip, come on down. Um, you would have known that we were going to be in Lake Charles these past eight days. Go to 8daysofhope.com. A window's going to drop down if it's your first time at the site. Enter in your email address, and anytime we go anywhere, we'll invite you to come. Hey, thanks for joining us today. I want to thank some of our national partners, like Renaissance Bank, a bank that's based in Mississippi. They have branches all around the South. So thankful for the leadership of Renaissance Bank. They believe in giving back to communities, and by sewing into the ministry of Eight Days of Hope, they allow us to do that. Also want to thank American Family Radio. I know that most of you are listening on that network today. Uh, Mike, they've been there with us since day one. Day one. one. Day Absolutely. One. I mean, we're talking back in August of 05, right after Katrina. Wow. They have been with us every step of the way. Also want to thank one of our national partners down in the Panhandle, Florida, Destiny Worship Center. Thank you, Pastor Steve Agitus and all the leaders at the, those campuses. They're an amazing church mm. as well. Hey, when we come back, you're going to meet a dear friend of mine, someone I met literally at 8 Days Hope 1, and now he wears many hats. I think he only gets one paycheck, but he wears many ads. Anyways, <laughs> when we come back, we'll be talking to Matthew Topper. Thanks for joining us. You listen to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope exists to love and serve those in need. Over the last 17 years, almost 50,000 volunteers from across the United States have come together to help repair the homes of over 8,300 families affected by hurricanes, floods, tornadoes, and more. God has also given us the chance to build and renovate facilities to bring hope and healing to survivors of human trafficking. Since 2019, our team has been able to provide multiple safe places for women and children to rest their heads at night. We are very excited about our newest arm, Mass Feeding. After a natural disaster strikes an area, our Mass Feeding ministry will be able to provide warm, fresh meals to those who have faced loss and are in need. Our goal is to provide up to 8,000 meals through a local church to provide nourishment to a community. If you are interested in volunteering with us, everything is free. We provide food and lodging. All you have to do is say yes and come and be the hands and feet of Jesus. For more information about this growing ministry, please visit 8daysofhope.com. That's 8daysofhope.com. I had a dream that I was walking Middle of nowhere on my own I didn't care where I was going I never knew a place called home out in the desert I was waiting I never wandered here before There in the silence I heard you say it Went from a whisper to a roar You said rise up You said rise up 
Yes, a dear friend of Eight Days of Hope, Ben Fuller, singing Wide Awake. And he was here this week in Lake Charles, Louisiana at Eight Days of Hope 18. Love that guy. Love his heart. Love his band. Love his manager. Back here in Lake Charles, Steve Tiber hanging out with Mike Fiello. Day number eight of Eight Days of Hope 18, Mike. I know we're worn out, but you talk to Braylon, you talk to the other volunteers. What an amazing eight days. It has been, and it's just... It again, all the tiredness and the weariness is just like wiped away when you see Amen. the work that's been done. Amen. And meet some of the families. You know, we met a family this week, Mike, that said they had no interior doors. Hmm. And so you think, well, okay, that's not the end all. You have a safe place to sleep. But then she said, I haven't had anyone in my house in 18 months because if they have, if they have to go to the bathroom, I don't have a door to shut. Oh, boy. I didn't even think of that. Hmm. Guess what? She's got new doors. Yes. <laughs> Amen. She can have some family over for the holidays. You know what's kind of cool, too, before we go to our guest? All this is happening right before Christmas. Yes, what a Christmas present. Yeah. I found out today that some of our volunteers have bought appliances and furniture and furnishings for some of these families, Mike. They did. So many things happen like this and we don't even know. Well, and to think that this these many volunteers, you get the numbers again, I'm sure you'll say it, that came out before Christmas yes. when there's so much to be done at their right. own homes, Amen. but they're they're giving other time. It's I awesome. I love it. Love it. Well, in order to do what we do, we always have to have a partner, and our partner on this trip was uh, Southwest Louisiana Rebuilds, Braylon Harris, the executive director, he, we just talked. But we also kind of work with another organization, and they're called Stormwise, Stormwise Foundation, I believe is the official name. And what makes this next guest a little bit unique is he's here as a volunteer leader for Eight Days of Hope. But he's also here as the CEO of Stormwise Foundation. So you might be a little confused. You won't be in about 10 minutes after he gets to talk a little bit. Welcome, Matthew Topper, to Help Reigns. Oh, thank you so much, guys. It's great being with you. We love seeing you. You know I that? I love seeing you, too. I know. <laughs> and you're the, not I know, but it's so cool because when we see you, we cannot talk for like eight weeks mm. or three months, and we can pick up like we just talked last night. Yeah. That's kind of cool. You're part of the Eight Days of Hope family that everyone hears about. Um, you have family all over the country. And depend on that. I mean, just love being able to go anywhere and reach out if I need to and have somebody with a relationship similar to ours where you can just pick up. Yeah. And, and I try to be that way for other people. And it's um, it, it unites the body of Christ in ways that I don't think you usually see if you just stay inside a certain church body in a certain location. Mm -hmm. All right. One quick question about your volunteer leadership with Eight Days Hope, yeah. and then we'll talk about Stormwise. You've been a part of Eight Days Hope since the first trip in December of 05. I'll never forget meeting you. You walked into the room, and I just did a double take uh, for no reason, and we talked. And next thing you know, you're like a board member and a leader for eight days of hope and, and just making, helping make this national ministry blossom and grow and become what it is become always as a volunteer. Correct. Let's talk about that just briefly. So you've traveled the country. Uh, what do you like about serving with, with your friends? So, you know, there's many opportunities to serve as a volunteer and there's many ministries that do wonderful, excellent work, even in the disaster space. But I think what sets eight days apart, uh, eight days apart as different, is that there is such an emphasis on honoring Jesus Christ mm -hmm. at any moment and uh, lifting His name and giving Him glory, and not in some type of um, uh, corny, um, hackneyed way. It, it's not um, lip service. It's not 
checking a box. It's an honest expression of worship. And uh, that's visible to more people than myself. It's, it's incredibly attractive. I think it's formed the volunteer base that we have. And so when you do that, and we've seen this, the Holy Spirit responds in showing up. Absolutely. When you honor him, he shows up, right? And I've said to many people about Eight Days of Hope, it is an honor. It is a distinct and, and uh, ultimate, maybe, honor to have a front seat to watch the Holy Spirit work. Mm. I mean, to be that close to God. Sure. And we've heard that, Mike. Mm-hmm. And you you and I have sensed that, having a front row watching God move time right. and time again. Not just in providing, like you need a dumpster company and the one you have fell through and, and, and you know, Braylon's at a house and there's a dumpster next door and he talks to the owner and next thing you know, God opens that door. But we're talking about other things as well, Mike. Yes, and I think there was a no. Nah, I think there was a moment where Steve, you, and Chandler picked up on some things that folks are were thinking and feeling, and you just had you opened the door for prayer for people. Now here they are in the morning. They had gotten done with devotions and and worship and a nice breakfast, but then you stopped for a moment and you said, you know, we're all real people. We come here to serve, but there's something going on, and that's where Topper you mentioned the Holy Spirit was able you released the holy spirit to be able to minister to people and uh, i guess where i'm going with this is um you know it's more than just coming to build and rebuild it's letting the holy spirit lead us and guide us in all that we do at these events so topper did the holy spirit lead you to start stormwise foundation i mean so you're a volunteer leader with ad's hope you've become and don't hear this wrong i'm not trying to puff you up but you've become an expert and in how to manage and help communities manage after a disaster. So why don't you tell the leaders a little bit of how God got you to that point? Yeah, storm-wise. absolutely. Yeah. So you're right. I've been seeing eight days of hope from, um, you know, behind the curtains for many years as a board member, as a leader. And, uh, there have been things that resonated with me, like we could do that better if, or I need to get these mm-hmm. people on the same page. So, and, uh, it was always just kind of like a thought experiment, like, eh, maybe, and collecting those became more and more of a, a building pressure, like, who's going to do this? Okay. Somebody should do this, mm-hmm. you know? And then uh, Hurricane Laura really turned the page. I came, I shut my life down in uh, New England. I got a rental car. I drove down, and I basically was here for two years, and living in a camper, borrowed, borrowed camper on borrowed property. And uh, I'm leading to that decision point of, of kind of forming Stormwise and jumping in with both feet. Um, I was t- People would say, so where are you from? And I'd say, well, I'm staying in Jennings, Louisiana, because that's all true. But I still had an apartment back east as kind of like a fallback plan. And I think they heard that immediately. And they're like, oh, you said you're staying. You didn't say you're living oh, that's there. That's good. Right? Oh, that's and so I thought that what I was communicating was, Look at me. I'm willing to make the sacrifice of leaving my home and living in a camper. But what they heard was, this guy's transient. He's going to leave. He's not worth our time. And I actually saw somebody walk away from a conversation at a high-level meeting after I said that. And I was like, oh, okay. I get it. So I prayed and fasted. It was one of the shortest fasts I've ever had because God was like right there with the answer, you know, <laughs> and uh, he brought me to uh, the River Jordan in, in the Bible. And um, I realized that I had kind of dipped my toes in 
but I hadn't crossed. Mm-hmm. And uh, if just generalizing, people who cross the Jordan, things end up good for them, right? People who don't, not so good, right? Mm-hmm. So time to cross the Jordan. So what is Stormwise Foundation? So we're an educational 501c3 that's targeted on disaster preparedness and response. We basically build local capacity so that communities can entertain and, and be a concierge host for all the different services that are out there. Most communities get hit by disaster, no idea where to start. No roadmap, no experience, no leadership. Their heads are spinning. And all of that lands on whoever wants to show up and volunteer uh, as a service for food or for shelters or, or clothes or whatever it might be. And the locals' heads just start spinning like, well, these people want this and these people want that and I don't get it and how do we do this long term? And I saw an opportunity to educate these people. Let's get you stood up. Let's get you, you know, with a plan in front of you. Let's get you with some good leadership and you can interact with, you know, the organizations that you see are going to really help. So that's what we do. We teach people how to so, respond. So how do you get people, how do you get people on board? I mean, after you had this thought process and you finally closed the door uh, up north and came down and what was your first, second, third step to get this people behind it? Uh, so we have definitely leveraged our, our uh, notoriety and, and um, uh, our influence off of Eight Days of Hope. I mean, coming in at the recommendation of, of so many friends, like Steve was talking about from around the country, that really helped. Relationships are at the, Absolutely. Okay. the, the core of all of this, right? You can have the best pamphlet, website, presentation. If you're not known, who cares? Right. Right. Um, but what I would say is a quick second is you have to have metrics. You have to have numbers that that blow people away. Because if it's just a sales pitch, you know, there's going to be somebody else with a better one. Um, if it's just, um, yeah, I'm a friend of a friend, it will give you a try. But, like, we have to actually make a difference in a okay. way that's measurable and to a degree far outweighing anybody else's metrics. So that's one of the things we focus on is I don't want to be better by 10%, 20%, 30%. I want to be better by 100 200 300%. We're trying to change exponentially the metrics that are being expected from these groups. So let's simplify things for the listener who maybe feels like, okay, I'm not sure where this is going. You help Southwest Louisiana Rebuilds with case management which is very important for eight days of hope when we show up. So these 150 families that we had earmarked that we wanted to help, you work with the local organizations because a lot of people don't even focus on disaster relief until their community gets hit by a disaster. And then it's the wild, wild west. I mean, people are showing up and no one's keeping track of the volunteers and some monies are coming in and some people are looking to double dip. I mean, it, it gets crazy. So in essence, you're the expert. Correct. Okay. We stand up those organizations. Okay. We get them on their feet. So explain to listeners what you guys did to make this past eight days for Eight Days of Hope in Lake Charles so successful. Yeah, that's pretty simple. You know, Eight Days is a is a nationally known partner. They have a great track record, um, but they come with a lot of resource needs. They're going to be bringing a lot of people. Those people need places to stay. They need things to do. They need um, the food to eat. They need um, local partners to support them. All of those are relationship-based and uh, require a lot of legwork on the front end. So there's a local organization who's like, yeah, 
we'd like to host Eight Days of Hope. Who wouldn't? Because they're going to bring this massive change, but they have no idea right. what kind of work that's going to take. Mm-hmm. So we say, let us get you up to speed. Okay, this is what it's going to require for them even to be interested, and then take it the next step and say, let's make this the best eight days ever. We're going to need these things in place. And we coach them along, right? We want them to be able to do this not just for eight days, because eight days is eight days long. Right, right. We want them spooled up so that when eight days leaves, the next group comes in, the next group comes in, the next group comes in, and it just keeps rolling down so that the progress continues. Hmm. Makes sense, Mike? Yeah, I mean, because eight days is here for eight days, and that's always been my thought process, and you bring up more to light, what happens when they're gone? I mean, does the local church pick it up, or does, you know, but it sounds like what you guys do is to keep this thing going. So, in a sense, eight days' presence is here. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know I'd, I'd, I've, I've long thought eight days of hope is, is a little bit more like a steroid shot, right? You're getting help, you're, you're getting better, and then you need a boost. Now, the mm-hmm. boost in itself doesn't do the whole journey because there's still some rest needed and, and you need to get to drink your water and continue to get medical care afterwards. Now, I'm just comparing that to like a, you know, what we're trying to do here. You know, Braylon said earlier, our first guest, and, and again, if you're interested in coming to Lake Charles, Louisiana, and taking the ball and taking us to the next step, God bless you. Let's do it, right? Go to rebuildswla.org for more information. Uh, Topper, you've met some of these families right in the beginning. You've seen some of them at dinner at night. You must feel, you know, you've got to feel good and I know I know you well enough that it's not in a prideful way that you and Stormwise have had a step of this journey for these families. Yeah, that's certainly true. I mean, sitting through any of these um, homeowner testimonies at night, it, it's just like Braylon was saying, it's a tearjerker. I mean, it is the closest that you can get to their reality uh, without actually having to live through it with them. Uh, but... Uh, you know, Stormwise doesn't look to get any type of recognition. We don't want our name in lights. Uh, right. We don't want to take the credit. We just want to see people get back to their lives of normal Amen. as fast as possible. So we'll take a back seat any day of the week. Um, but absolutely, I mean, it's gratifying to see. And it's hard, Mike. I mean, mm. we all have our parts. I mean, you're helping out with worship and devotion. You know, I'm doing some strategy and some partner things. Of sure. course, Stormwise Foundation is they're doing part. They're doing they're doing their part. You really need the whole body of Christ to come together to make That's something it. like this happen. And really, no government can wave the wand and just fix everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't care who's in office. Don't hear this the wrong way. I have passions and I vote every time. But no matter what leaders in office, they can't wave the wand and fix us. But this is where the church needs to step up, Mike, and do our part. Absolutely. That's why I was so encouraged the other night when the mayor of um, Lake Charles came on. And he thanked all the the public agencies yes. that helped. I mean, which is good because you don't, you don't make them, we need to work together. But then he said he made reference to the scriptures and the Bible and that that's what we need. And that's where Eight Days of Hope comes in, Stormwise comes in. Because, you know... You know, I, I like what we say, the hands and feet of Jesus. I mean, we always say faith-based organizations. Okay, that's almost, to me, a secular term because that, mm. that that's palatable for everybody. Okay. These are the hands and feet of Jesus. These are the churches coming together with, with leaders like you, Steve, and you, and you, Matthew, that are making this really work with the motivation. We're going to show you Jesus. And guess what? You're going to get back into your homes, and hopefully we'll get you— 
in a relationship with Jesus, and hopefully we'll get you into a local church, and it just goes on and on. That's our motivation. Topper, we only have a couple more minutes. What's next for Stormwise Foundation and Topper? I mean, again, we're pulling out late today. It's the end of Eight Days of Hope 18 here in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Hopefully you're going to take a little time off during the holidays, but the spring, what, what what's on the horizon? So this is just completed now. December 3rd was our one-year anniversary. Oh, And okay. yet uh, we have made an impact and we have uh, been noticed enough that we have had an abundant amount of response. There's a lot of organizations that are in different disaster effect communities who want us to show up. We're probably going to have to make some tough decisions, Mm. but we're looking to have um, the best long-term solution for these disaster affected communities in whichever way that's possible. Florida is probably next. I mean, obviously, costliest American national disaster, Hurricane Ian, and then some Nicole on the back end of it came in, right? Um, But uh, there are, you know, Jean Lafitte was hit by, sorry, that's a community in South Louisiana, was hit by uh, Hurricane Ida. They're going to be overlooked. Right. Uh, They're not going to get any money. And so we want to make room for them. We want to make room for Florida. Like, we have have a lot going on. Cool. What's your website? Right. Thank you. www.stormwisefoundation.org. Oh, I like it. It's a long one. It's like ours, 80sofhope.com. So (laughs) those long, you know, someone says, just do E-D-O-H or S-F, stormwisefoundation. But I like like yours, man. And I like you, brother. Well, thank you. Anyways, um, I'll say this publicly. And Mike, you serve on the board of 8 Days of Hope. You're one of our seven board members. Uh, we've worked with Topper's Stormwise Foundation now, both in Laplace and Lake Charles. Chandler pulled me aside today, and we only got a couple of minutes left, but she said, Steve, this has been the easiest trip I've ever done. I'm at peace. I can enjoy the experience, and I really believe part of it is due to the relationship with Stormwise Foundation. I really believe that. Mm-hmm. And, Mike, you've seen it. Nothing's ever perfect. you got a 1,000 people together. You're eating together, sleeping together, worship, and you get, you know, sometimes the flesh, we get tired. But this has been an amazing eight days. You know, for Chandler to say something yes. like that, who's on the front lines of this. Yes, and, she is. Uh, you know, that, that quite an impact. And I, I personally got to thank you, uh, Matthew, and your assistant, Liz. I mean, I felt a little like I'm up in Buffalo, and how do we get this? You've always been a part of the worship and devotions. You give the you present the devotions in the morning. Excellent. And uh, you help so much. I mean, you said, you made a comment to me, Mike, we're going to make you look good. <laughs> and and you, <laughs> you you certainly did because you and Liz helped so much in, in organizing it down here, worship and devotions. Thank you for that. In addition to what you're doing with Stormwise. It's always a blessing to work with you guys. That's Matthew Topper. We all call him Topper, except Mike called you Matthew twice, and I was like, who's Matthew? But we only know well, you. I'm, only... I'm trying to be formal. Right. We're on radio. All right. Well, be I understand that, but that's what he, yeah, I get it. But even look at his name tag. It says Topper. See that? I love it. It does. I wasn't confused. Thank you, brother. We love you. <laughs> hey, how can we pray for you? Oh, thank you so much. Um, like I was saying, there's going to be a lot of interest. We need some discernment. Okay. Well, Father, we do lift up Topper and Stormwise Foundation, Lord. There is a lot going on in the world, but you're not a God of confusion. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're not a God of distraction. Father, I just pray for clarity. Mm. Clarity and wisdom. Father, thank you for the team of Stormwise Foundation. I just pray that, Father, we're better together when we work together as ministries. And we thank you that they are a part of Eight Days of Hope here in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. Bless Topper. Let him get some rest during the holidays, enjoy his family and his loved ones. Thank you for his gifts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you.
Mike, we only got two minutes, but between Braylon and Topper, we got to up our game, man. We're hanging out with some pretty uh, guy, movers and shakers They're here. making us sharper than what we uh, first got here. I'm <laughs> telling you. Looking back at both those, is there something, though, that sticks out in your mind, Mike, just from today's show uh, from either Braylon or Topper that you just want to kind of recapture before we wrap up? Well, Steve, it's something you say all the time, and I hate to be so redundant, but it's so, so true and so real. We're better together. This whole experience in Lake Charles has gone to a level. I remember asking you uh, early off in the in our trip down here, hey, Steve, how's things going? And you said, it's just going great. You said it, the ministry is just thriving. And the, re- the reason the ministry is thriving is because of relationships like Braylon and, and – uh, Topper. <laughs> you almost said Matthew. I almost did. That would have worked. But yeah, it's just exciting to to know that we've got people around us and that are really making this go in the right direction. You know, we're we're here on day number eight, and today you've been encouraged by hearing Braylon and Topper speak, and uh, we we just want to invite you to join us. You know, twenty twenty three is going to be a very busy year. We're going to build the largest safe house for children rescued from trafficking, a six month project in Ohio. We know there's going to be other disasters. We believe we'll have a rebuild trip sometime in the first four or five months already. Today, while everyone's focused on Lake Charles, been already talking to some people elsewhere that need our assistance. Pray for the Ministry of Eight Days Hope. Consider volunteering. Lastly, would you make a donation? You know, this week we have not raised every dollar we need yet for this outreach, and year-end giving is right around the corner. You can donate online at 8daysofhope.com, 8daysofhope.com. It's fast, it's easy, it's safe. If you use a cash app, Venmo and PayPal, that works. You can mail us a check, P.O. Box 3208, Tupelo, Mississippi, T-U-P-E-L-O, Mississippi, 38803. Pray, volunteer, donate. We'd love for you to join us next year. Mike, as we get ready with a sound check behind us, you got to love it. And this is what's great about, you know, doing something yes. live from Lake Charles, Louisiana. Uh-huh. Uh, but I know it's been an amazing week. I know that you've been changed. I've mm. been changed. Yes. We've seen God move time and time again. Mm. This is going to be a special Christmas when we do get home, knowing that we've helped other people enjoy their Christmas in another part of the country. Do you know yesterday, some of the families that came, we gave them gift cards. We, yes. we haven't done that a lot. Mm-hmm. We've done that here and there. But every time we gave them a gift card, we said, hey, buy something for yourself. Yes. Merry Christmas. Yes. And I'm telling you, I had one, of the, one of those families when we wrapped up, she hugged me. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Her tears. I felt her tears on the side of my neck. Wow. She was so overwhelmed. And it was a nice gift card. It wasn't the end all. But, but for it her, yeah. it was huge. huge. Right. It right. was huge. Hey, thank you for listening today. It's been a joy to have both Braylon and Topper with us. I want to thank some of our national partners like the Chapel in Western New York, WDCX as well, Western New York and Southern Ontario. I want to give a shout out to Grace Church in Southeast Houston. Pastor Booth and the team, we love you guys. Hope you're doing well. Hey, thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week weekend uh, as we recover from 8 Days of Hope 18. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's been a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from 8 Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.